You are now listening to the Life is Not Complicated You Are podcast with mentor, role model, proven philanthropist, and best-selling author, your host, Carlos Wallace. Hey, here we go again. Everybody's still alive, nobody beat up, nobody hurt. Uh, back with you, discuss politics without getting into a fight. Liz, take it away. <laughs> Social media. Okay. <laughs> That's it. This is where we're going to just jump right on this in there. probably where we're going to fall apart. Now, last and, episode, I right. said get off TikTok. That's right. And that's and I have I have had that in my head ever since the last episode, and I had to keep reminding myself I want to start with social media because he said get off TikTok, and while and you know me I'm always uh, I am not calling out TikTok for any particular reason whatsoever. Don't send any messages, DM send or, or inboxes. I, I'm talking about all y'all. Whatever. Yes, I'm talking <laughs> about all of you. Come at come come for come me. come for you. You you sending for them? It's Okay, well, go come for him. Lorenzo, stay ready. <laughs> he really does, actually. We have no fear with Lorenzo around. Social media and its influence on the political process. If there is any good that can come from social media, I'd love to hear your opinion of it. I personally think if social media is used for good and not for evil, there, there can be some benefit from it. You don't have to live on it. You don't have to get all your information from it because that would just be un, completely uninformed because a lot of it is not vetted. But I think uh, po- politicians are using social media a lot to get the, their message out there. And I think a lot of uh, pundits, people, activists are using social media because they want to re- reach a wide swath of people. What you do with that information, however, is what's important. Don't take everything as gospel. Social media is not gospel. It's not prophetic. It can plant a seed, and now you have to do what, Mr. Wallace, with the information that you glean? Uh, well, I don't want to just pick on social media. Uh, I Any forms of communication is good. The more forms of communication we have, the better. Mm. Podcast, uh, social, uh, not TikTok, uh, <laughs> Facebook, uh, Twitter, like any any type of uh, communication that has the purpose of sharing information, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and of course, like you know, echoing you, it's not gospel, but what is? You know, right. it's up to you to determine what 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 be, what's best for you regardless of where you receive the information uh, at church, you know, your job or where it's up to you to say, this is a good fit for me or it's not, or this is a good fit for my family or it's not. Um, I have my only, uh, I guess thing I have a disturbance with, with regards to social media is the passing of wrong information, like right. blatantly blatant lies. Right. But I mean, with today's news sources, you know, it's not much difference. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think every, you know, everything is agenda based now. You know, so sometimes social media is is more truthful than what you're receiving on TV or in magazines or any type of, uh, you know, what was what was considered official mm-hmm. media. You know. But I think, you know, pay attention to all of it, collect what you need, and then you make your make your decision. You know, it doesn't take much to 
find out if something is BS. Right. Just 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 dig in it a little bit and uh, pay attention to everything in relation to it. Mm-hmm. And you can figure out what's legit and what's, you know, needs to go in file 13. And it has its place in, in society, as you just mentioned. I think a lot of people do not realize how two, two presidents during their campaigns clearly on two ends of the spectrum both have managed to use the platform to their to their advantage or at least to to reach a lot of people not Um, so much joe uh, i think his campaign no i'm i'm actually referring to barack obama who reportedly uh, arguably was the first presidential candidate to actually really use the medium full he, he force. Really, he really didn't. Um, he in used, his 2008 bid. He used more text. You know, uh, the first time I heard Barack have a campaign speech was mm-hmm. in Houston. Um, Alan Hinton and I went and at Toyota Center, downtown Houston, about 35,000, 40,000 people. And, you know, a couple of, he had a couple of openers, you know, go out there. Mm-hmm. Where y'all here today for? Barack. Let me hear it one more time. Barack. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. And then Michelle comes out. You know, she's elegant. And she does about six or eight minutes and get the crowd all amped mm-hmm. up. And she said, y'all ready for my husband? And, you know, people, yeah. And she said, he ain't going to come out unless you get a little louder than that. You know. She's his hype person. She good. Yeah, uh-huh. she's good, man. And so it finally got to a volume that Barack, I guess, deemed uh, respectful for his presence. Mm-hmm. And he steps out and the crowd immediately just exploded. Right. As he, you know, he 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 walked out looking like a Baptist pastor with his sleeves already rolled mm-hmm. up. You know, what I mean? and uh, he says uh, he, he does the y'all calm down, calm down. Right. Calm down. He said, now, now, now. They did it four or five times, and of course, he acted as if the crowd was making him stutter, but that's just his style. So they finally get quiet enough for mm-hmm. him to say, now I'm not going to start until I get a text message from everybody in the building. And he had this big screen up. He said, you see this number? And it was, you know, 83316 or whatever. He said, I want everybody in here to pull out your phones and text me at that number. Mm. And they had, I don't know if it was real or not, they had this meter. And, and you know, a little time go by. He said, all right, we had, we had 78%. 78% of the people in there. I'm <laughs> not going to do be such a trip we get to, to be 100. there, man. And mm-hmm. it'd go up a few more points. And, you know, three, four minutes. And it finally hit 100. And right. the crowd goes crazy. Like, he he made it to where you're looking around saying, who ain't done it yet? What, what y'all waiting on? You know That engagement. He made everybody yeah. feel a part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that meter was real or not, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But he made you feel like, I have to give this man my text message. Right. I have to give him my number. Mm-hmm. And all I was thinking is, A, if everywhere he's going has a record turnout like this, mm-hmm. and he's doing that exact same thing, how many numbers will he collect in a, a six-month span? Right. Like that, that was amazing to me. So he wasn't necessarily Twitter and, 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 and Facebook, but it was well, he was direct. no, he was definitely non-traditional. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Of, and and depending on what research you look you look at, and you know, I try I try to compile some data as much as I can, especially before having a conversation with you, so you don't you know 
kill me. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but um, no, but research does show that um, his use of social media and mobilizing the general public online was a big factor um, during his campaign. And many note that he used over 15 social networking sites during his mm. initial campaign to get that message out. Yeah, and we I already heard. know that, you know, the current president is is a huge, huge user of a, a particular social media site to voice his message. So, again, coming full circle, the importance of the platform in politics um, as established on either side of the spectrum, I think is clear. What we do with the information is what's important mm. and how we use it, who we target, and how we parse that information to make an informed decision on election day and throughout the year. Because like I said, there's something important in building society is going on every single day it doesn't always it just doesn't necessarily doesn't have to be an election it could be organizing ahead of an election yeah. it could be getting people together um ahead of you know a, a local election mm -hmm. so every there's something you can do every day and you need information to make those decisions every single day but see to me it's not complex like that like again i told you i told you a year and a half ago when biden was tiptoeing and mm -hmm. not sure i said if he if he throw his name in that he's got my vote right i i don't he, i don't need to follow him on social media mm -hmm. I, why he's pro-labor period you know you get what i'm saying right like, i don't i don't think you can be you can just become overloaded with info and all you're doing is further confusing yourself mm -hmm. you find the candidate you're a journalist and and and, and if you say well what's best for me as a journalist I would still say pro labor because you guys are organized for the most part. Not everybody. Not everybody. But no. the ones that aren't need to become. Right. So you want a pro labor president? If you if you work for a, a media company, you say, "Man, I wish we had a union." You want to vote for a president that's that has uh, a union ideology. Now you will never talk to him, but he will be the one that appoint the the presidential review board. That here's a lot of union stuff, mm -hmm. he, like in uh, in the judges that you may have to go before, and the arbitrators and so forth and so on. Right. So you want a pro union administration, so you can take that step with your company. Mm -hmm. What more else do you need to know? Right. Yeah, I don't need I, I don't need a politician to tell me to believe in God. I got that covered. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't there's things that people consider when they go vote. And I'm like, why? What does that even matter? Mm -hmm. You know, I like I said, I don't need a politician to tell me to believe in God. And I don't need a pastor to tell me who to vote for. When we hear clickbait, when we hear uh, politicians put out keywords and phrases that pique our interest, make us sit up and take notice. Your take on, uh, I always forget the term you use. What is it, biting the apple? Biting the apple. I just covered it. Too much information. <laughs> right. Bite. When, 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 when people that are opposers of Biden say, hey, man, you, you hear about the video that came out? Well, Biden in 74 said he didn't want his son to go to school with black kids. I said, okay. I don't need to go hear the video. 
<laughs> right. He still got my vote. And you get videos sent to you like constantly throughout the day. Yeah, I don't. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Did you hear about Biden? He cheated on his wife in, in 1973 with with his maid. Okay. <laughs> because I'm not voting for him. Right. Because he's a good husband. Mm-hmm. I'm not voting for him for that reason. And we're not saying that happened, by the way, but you're making it. You're, no, I'm just, this is an example. Yeah, just an <laughs> now, Hypothetical granted, situation. I do want the person in the White House to be a good representative of, of America. Mm-hmm. But that is not the prerequisite on which I, how I vote for that person. Right. No, at all. I don't care if Barack wear a tan suit. Has no... It does Bearing nothing. whatsoever. Period. On whether the man can lead the a country. The man can wear a denim suit. I don't care. As long as he is pro-labor. I pray to God we never see that man in a denim suit. But anyway, I bring up that point about um, the about biting that apple and clickbait because uh, not, not too long before we actually did this actual interview, um, President Donald Trump unveiled a plan which uh, was aimed at, 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 they say, winning over black Americans. <laughs> um, it was a platinum plan. The Black Economic Empowerment Platinum Plan. And, you know, I think of you course, threw that platinum in there. They, he, oh, you of know. course, you know. You, you had to. You had to jazz it up a little bit, make it, <laughs> to, to get our interest, I guess, you know. Jay-Z that, said like, he was wearing platinum when y'all <laughs> thought it was white gold. It's like dangling a little shiny object in front of us, I guess, because we're that addle brain that, you know, it'll catch our attention. But it did obviously get social media stirring. It got a conversation brewing. And... There were talks of, oh, okay, well, at least he's doing something. And my question to you was, when we were having the discussion about it, was, well, how long has this man, you know, been in office? How long has this administration been firmly in place? And it is now that such a plan is is being considered just weeks prior to the election. Mm. So I'm unimpressed. Your take on it. Why now? You right. know, Don, Donald Trump. Well, I don't, not him. Well, I'm I'm impressed with Donald Trump' ability to control the news cycle. He knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that move was that was a campaign move, as if you're not in office. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Because anybody with measured intelligence would say, "Well, man, you've been in office for." almost four years why didn't you know why are you just not rolling out a plan you know and so that's what i say to that you know right. like w- w- why all of a sudden rolling but, out a plan and i don't mean to no, interrupt no, no. you Pre- with, may roll it out right <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> discussing suggesting yeah. that he if y'all may roll me, out this is what I'll he do. may roll out a plan a plan which completely flies in the face of past comments past actions past ideologies past performance with regard to the actual uh, targeted demographic that he's talking about now. And you and I have discussed, we, we, to, to list everything that he's done that's completely contrary to what no, he no, has suggested No, no, all we have to doing. talk about is one. He said there is no racial disparities. There are no racial disparities in America. So everything that, is equal. That comment alone just so shows how far removed he is. No, from no which one, is, which the one are you? Of it. 
if it, if there's no racial disparities, why do we need this platinum plan? If we need this platinum plan, that means there's racial, racial disparities. Disparity. So you need to look me and I and tell me which one you are. Are you the person that says everything's equal? We don't need racial, you know, mm-hmm. black people have the same advantage as everyone else. Or are you the guy to say we need a plan because black people are behind and we want to help them catch up? Like, which which one are you? Right. And that's offense. That's offense. I don't need to list all the others. That stuff doesn't matter. One statement. There is no racial disparities in America. Okay. So why? what's the need for this plan? Now, you and I, we're probably about maybe close to 20 minutes into this particular podcast and have been able to question at least three different topics in terms of why they're important, why you should want more information, why you should be more detailed about it, and how it could form your opinion. Why do you think it's, I don't know, so easy for us to actually just have this discourse, yet it just seems so difficult for others to sit down and have these types of conversations. I mean, other than, I mean, obviously because of our relationship in that we have this open communication and we're not afraid to challenge each other, agree, disagree, so on and so forth. That's obvious. Society-wise, where's the disconnect? Why can't this type of exchange happen more, in your opinion? Because people spend too much time trying to convince others to think like them. Hmm. This is America, and what makes America so great is that we don't all think alike. Uh, an America was established based on uh, individual freedoms, you know what I mean? And, and we've gone too far away from that. Um, I, can, I can have a conversation with a person that supports Donald Trump as long as they respect my my view as well as I respect theirs. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. You know, um, but, but and, and you hear me talk on a daily about the guys that I go back and forth with, you know, the, the Trump and the Bidens and, and the Dem and the Republican. And, but the reason we can do that is because we respect each other's opinion. Right. You know, they're, they're trying to make their case, and I'm making my case. And we can always agree to disagree. Respectfully. Respectfully, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what's lost. I think uh, we've we've grown to a society that feels like if I disagree with you, then you're wrong, and and I'm wrong, or or vice versa. And there 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 are no wrong opinions, right? You know, but you're not, and and it's okay. You know, it's okay. But man, we're seeing families break up. We're seeing many, many years of friendships destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to have a disagreement, but it's a whole different thing to disrespect. And we can disagree all day, but don't disrespect me. Right. You know, and I think we've, we've grown to a level that's, of that's, disrespect. I think that's the line for a lot of people. It's definitely been the line for me. I, I never thought I would encounter, you know, friends, close friends that... I don't just disagree with, but who actually cross a line of disrespect where I have to step back and say, you know what, this this doesn't work for me anymore. But and that's all you got to do. You can't, 
like if first of all if you have a friend that is is projecting something disrespectful you blatant Blatant. They don't care what you think right. anyway. Exactly. So you can say something to them and oh, that's it. So they say, okay, well, next time I'll just hide it. But if that's what, if that's how they think, that's how they think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you, you have to respect that. And if that means um, disassociating with them, then that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But don't beat yourself up. Man, I can't believe that. No, man, it's, it is what it is. No, I did when it first started happening a few years ago, but now... I am of the mind that it is what it is. I can't force people to to think the way I think. I can't expect people to think or react the way I think because I'm hurting myself. It's it's toxic. Yeah, how many times you tell me something, and I go, okay, like, right? And? <laughs> and he really does do that. Yeah, because okay, yeah. <laughs> and I'm left there are. like, man, we're not even gonna talk about it. Nah. Nope. <laughs> I mean, some things, some things people say or do. I'm like, how y'all even get? Donald Trump upset me when he slandered the Gold Star family. Being Cons. a veteran myself, yes, he that really upset me. Reprehensible. Man. Like I almost cried. Like it really brought it made my eyes water. Yeah, I haven't forgiven him since then. So there's nothing else he can say to pit, what I'm gonna get re pissed off. Right. Like I've been mad ever since then. And so when I hear when he says anything. And people get upset. I'm going. So you forgave him for the other thing, All right? This is. Oh this no, is no. I said, well, how, how are you upset? You <laughs> should. This is the one. This is the line. This you should have already you. been right. upset. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, but we are in a society where if time passes, we forgive. Mm-hmm. Not Carlos. <laughs> Not me. You don't forget and don't forgive, or you I just don't, don't forget. I don't forgive. forgive. Okay. All right. And and because I trust I trust that people are who they are and when you show me who you are that's what i believe shout out to dr Mayan. period yep. so i don't mean not forgiving in the fashion that i'm trying to get them back i'm saying no that's who you are right i know how to handle you hence moving forward voting by mail sir is a serious point of discussion slash debate a serious point of distraction well, why don't you just go on ahead and give your little old opinion then, Mr. Wallace? I can't even ask my my, no, go ahead, go my ahead, tailored question. No, no, no. Just go, go right. Go for it. Uh, well, first of all, we've been voting by mail for a long time. I, I, I want to say roughly 50 years, but I may I may be off a little bit. But but it's been for quite some time. It has all of a sudden came to the forefront as a uh a failed uh, way of doing things, apparently, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and I just it's a distraction for the most part, because, listen, um, I'm more than sure when we went to uh, electronic booths, there was probably <laughs> a hey, we can't use those, man. People right. can hack them. And oh, no, we need to just vote with this tablet and mm-hmm. write it down. And on. Oh, no. well, guess what? They hacked those. Herzig would give he tell me stories about how. You know, if your ballot was torn, um, it didn't count. So there would be people at the election sites that would uh, encourage ignorant people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he, well, Herzig say blacks. <laughs> like, they would encourage blacks. There would be a guy out there saying, hey, man, if you when you go in there to vote, if you just tear off the corner of your ballot and bring it out here and show prove to me you voted, I'll give you $5. Right. And so... 
the ignorant person will go in there and before they drop it in the box, they tear off the corner and they bring that guy and he give them five dollars. Well, guess what? Their vote didn't count because the ballot was torn. You know what I mean? Things it like can't that. Be damaged, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so like he would tell me, and there there's other other things that were happening when they were just paper votes. Right. You know, paper ballots. And I was like, man, he said, yeah, it, Carlos, I can tell you this all day. So, of course, when it came to electronic, uh, there were fears, you know, and now here we are with voting by mail. There are fears like there is always going to be those people. Right. Here's what you should ask yourself. <laughs> and before you before you say that, keep that in mind. I want I want to clarify something that you just said before you answer absentee ballots were first used for the military during the American Civil War. So, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Been around a minute. Been around a long time. Go on, sir. Uh, here's what you should ask yourself. Why is it one party so concerned about the mail-in vote? Why, why aren't Democrats scared about that? Hmm. Like, because to why would you think it's going to benefit one party more than the other? A vote is equal across the board. Right. You know, anyone I, who's voting, anyone who's voting will potentially be affected Absolutely. by this. Absolutely. Right. You know, uh, I, I saw there was an article that came out not long ago where Mike Bloomberg paid the fines of 30,000 uh, felons in Florida. Mm-hmm. So to restore their right to vote. And, and I saw. A te- a old teacher of mine, matter of fact, I don't want to say her name. <laughs> she shared the article and said, this is just unfair. And I put the laugh emoji on it and she inboxed me and she go, well, don't you agree, Carlos, that that's unfair? And I said, how so? And, and I said, well, first of all, I think anyone that pays taxes in America should have a right to vote, period. If you take my money, I should have some say so. I said, in two just because Bloomberg is paying their fines and, and restoring their right to vote doesn't mean they're going to vote blue. Nothing guarantees you which direction they're going to go when mm-hmm. they go in the booth or if they get a ballot at home. Nothing right. says how they're going to vote. Right. And, and she says, no, I, I thought this was people that are in prison. And I said, no. No, when I said everybody that paid taxes should get a vote, she said, so they have jobs? <laughs> and I said, no, she said, so they pay taxes. I said, sure, if they're gainfully employed. And she goes, oh, well, of course, everybody gainfully employed pays tax. But aren't they in prison? It was her understanding. And I'm sure somebody probably told her that. It was her understanding that they were in prison, that they're getting these ballots in prison. I said, ma'am, uh, they would need you to pay their fine if they were incarcerated these 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 are guys uh, men and women that have paid their debt to society and they're out here gainfully employed Mm -hmm. without a voice why would you be afraid of that if you're a republican what was her response how did this end oh she she eventually she apologized she said carlos i am so glad that i i contact you and i I have a better understanding, and and we need more people like you. Hmm. Now, I I think she still may vote for Trump. I don't know, but we need more discussions like that. At the at the heart of it, right? At the heart of it, because at the end of it all, I wanted her to be educated on the matter. Right. I didn't want her to go to someone else and sound ignorant. Which I'm very happy you brought that up because 
lest people forget the purpose of having this discussion uh, is not just to to hear about you know the the latest on on politics, which of course is important because we hope that this plants a seed that makes you look, research, fact check, data check, get informed ahead of the election and pass vote the your election. Wallet. Vote hmm? your wallet. Just vote your wallet. Vote. <laughs> a little bit more than that, but I understand that that is your that's that's the fi- that's your final answer. Uh, but the the constant back and forth debates the the divisiveness the disparities uh with regard to the conversations that we're having in order to show that it is possible you and i well you you done bought me in it have decided to conduct this podcast what do you suggest others who don't have this type of platform do uh, in order to, you know, do what you did when, when speaking with your, with your former teacher, instead of just shaking your head and saying, she sound real dumb right now, you had a conversation with her. No, back up. I put the laugh emoji on the status. Right. And then she reached out to me. I didn't reach out to her to tell her she was wrong. That's where people go wrong. I say it's beautiful to have an opinion if someone wants it. Right. You can't force your opinion on people. When I put the laugh emoji on it, it was on her page publicly. So had she not done that, you wouldn't We would have never had that discussion. Because it's, it's not my place to tell her she's wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, if, she, if, if a person asks me a question, if I can help, I will. If they don't, I won't. Like, it, it, that's, that's where we go wrong, trying to force someone to hear things our way. And that's just wrong. Well, now that's an interesting perspective. And I think one I would like to leave this latest episode on. I know social media should not be the, the god of, of all information, but the reality is a lot of people spend their time on and communicating through social media. The etiquette and the respect of that platform, along with personal back and forth, personal discussions, debates, and personal interactions, at the root of it lies in what you just said. You don't force your opinion on people. You don't opine on somebody's opinion just because you want to get your opinion out there. If there is an opportunity for a conversation where two people can come together, exchange ideas, and maybe just leave agreeing to disagree, perfect. But if you're kind of just scrolling down a page or you're in in the midst of a conversation or you hear a conversation, don't just interject what you feel just because you want to stir the pot. Correct? That's how I look at it. Because I, I look at a social media page as someone's yard. That's their yard, right? Mm-hmm. And right. I'm driving down the street and they're in their yard twerking let's just say, doing whatever physical act (laughs) that I can see from my car Mm -hmm. that I disagree with. Okay. Who am I to stop my car, go in their yard, and tell them they're wrong? You have no right to. It has to be a physical act, something Mm -hmm. that you can see and disagree with. Right. That's not your place. Social media is saying, if someone posts something on their page, that's equivalent to me driving my car, and I see them in their yard performing some physical act, you know, that you do not agree with, you know, mm-hmm. separate from like 
attempting to kill somebody or something right. that I don't agree with, I'm keep on driving. That's not my business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's not my place to jump on people's social media page to tell, oh, you wrong for this, man. What's wrong with you? That, that's not my place. That's not my place. And in politics, this should be the exact same mode of thinking, stream this of consciousness. This is just life. <laughs> just, yeah. just have that in Well, life. I just like to bring our conversations back to the the theme of the podcast but see even when politics is is the theme or you know mm-hmm. pr- practice the basic principle that you you know you know right from wrong mm-hmm. and political seasons aren't the time to uh abandon your your knowing right. what's right from wrong your values your principles and, and your intellect Absolutely. about a certain thing but but before i go i want to say this in regards to political distraction when barack obama barack hussein obama Amen. was running there was this great 44. debate mm-hmm. this great debate whether he was muslim mm. or not and i found it very interesting because on <laughs> monday mm-hmm. we were trying to convince the world he's muslim mm-hmm. but on thursday we were condemning him for attending the church of 20 plus years with pastor Wright mm-hmm. <laughs> that said mm-hmm. goddamn america this. right and I don't know any Muslims that attend Baptist church. No, I've never met one devout Muslim so that would attend a Baptist church. That became yeah. this humongous discussion. Right. Where does this man, what God does he serve? And Trump, he's not a, a member of any church. That hadn't even become, that hadn't came up one bit. That's what I mean with distractions. Biting Things that, that don't matter. Mm-hmm. You Clickbait. Know, you, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. See y'all next week. See you next week. For more about Carlos, please visit www.carloswallace.com. Stream Life is Not Complicated, You Are, and The Other 99 Times. Train your mind to enjoy serenity on Tidal, Spotify, and Audible today.